What's good, everyone? Welcome to the African Americans in Sport podcast, a unique podcasting format where each episode is a lesson and each season is a semester where we detail the diverse experiences of African Americans in sport. What's up, everybody? Once again, this is another bonus special guest episode of the African Americans in Sport podcast. I'm here with my boy, Dr. Daniel Thomas. You have heard me talk about before that I have this extensive academic family where about half of us, not me, because I wasn't good enough, but Daniel was, got the opportunity to play college sports as a former student athlete who made their way to becoming faculty at universities or work in higher ed in different capacities. And so Daniel was here to briefly share his story, but also an opportunity for those of you who are listeners who may be interested in getting your PhD or maybe even a master's degree to further your education. And If you're not someone who's like that, I encourage you to share this episode with others so that they can get exposure to this unique opportunity. So, Daniel, like, let's just begin with you telling us a little bit bit about who you are, your academic journey, how you got to be where you are, and then we'll get into the opportunity for the students. Sounds good. Hey, thanks a lot, Dr. Carr, for having me on the episode. So I'll start off talking a little bit about myself in an abbreviated trailer of sorts, how I got to where I am. So as far as athletics is concerned, I played football. Primarily, I went to Salisbury University, a small division three school on the Maryland Eastern Shore. I transferred to University of Maryland. My dream was always to play there. That's the school that my mother graduated from. So I transferred to University of Maryland and I was able to walk on the football team while I was there. Finished, graduated with my, my bachelor's in history. Knew I wanted to be in coaching, knew I wanted to teach. Those are always two things that dovetail for me that I wanted to pursue in my career. Started working on my master's degree at Johns Hopkins University in education. And that's really the point in my life that really changed the trajectory and set me on the path that that I'm on now because of the, the network of men that I fell into while I was there. I met four Black men who were former student athletes at Johns Hopkins. One of those individuals is the governor of Maryland right now, the first African-American elected governor of Maryland, Westmore. Frank Richard was another one. People listening to the podcast, if you know the old school episode that Diddy had called Making the Band, when they put together Danny Decane, this is Don Richard's brother, and there's several others, and one of them is a coach at Calvert Hall College High School in Baltimore. So with those individuals and another person, his name is Corey Robinson. Corey was an early student of these individuals, and he went on to become a college coach at the University of Maryland, and then as an assistant DB coach at with the uh, New Orleans Saints. And so while I was working with them, we, we started an organization together called Next Level Nation. They ended up doing in-school, after-school activities for Black male student-athletes, and particularly those who were in the Catholic Football League at the secondary level in Baltimore and Washington, D.C. And and through that program, the years that we were working in that together, there's there's well over 100 young men that have gone to and through colleges and universities throughout the country. Some have gone to Harvard, some have gone to Rutgers. So that was a really transformational program that, that we were collectively a part of. And that really is the impetus for all the work that I do as a scholar today. So I spent a few years working after that at at UC Berkeley in the athletic department. I turned down a position as an assistant AD to pursue my doctorate at the University of Texas. 
The way that that happened was just a series of fortunate events. While I was working at UC Berkeley, I had the opportunity to go to the Black Student Athlete Summit. The director at the time, Derek Van Reenen, who's a professor in cultural studies at Berkeley, sent me an email because he knew about my interest. There was a flyer and he just said, Dan, if you're interested in this, we'll pay for you to go. In 30 seconds, I responded to the email, said I would love to. I went to Austin. I think that was the first time I had ever been in a room with that many Black folks with a PhD before. I think, I, if I recall, I had maybe two Black professors my entire college career. And now I find myself in Austin, and I'm surrounded with probably 30 or more Black scholars sitting in one room. And that was just a transformational event. I had a chance to meet Dr. Leonard Moore and Lewis Harrison, who was in the Curriculum Instruction Department at UT. And uh, Dr. Moore said, I'll never forget how Dr. Moore said, man, if you want to come to you want to come to University of Texas, get a PhD, I'll pay for it. And so I applied. I was accepted. I had a great four-year experience at the University of Texas. My dissertation was titled, My Mom Used to Sing to Be Young, Gifted, and Black. And it was looking at the civic-oriented practices of Black male teacher coaches. That eventually ended up winning the Outstanding Dissertation Award. I spent my first two years on the tenure track as an assistant professor at University of Kansas in the Department of Curriculum Instruction, and now I'm assistant professor in the Department of Teaching, Learning, and Culture at Texas A&M University. So that's kind of just a, a bridge version of my story and how I got to where I am. So um, real quick, Daniel, talk to us about what your current research is, and then let's dig into this opportunity for a potential student. Yeah, so my current research strand, it, it kind of fits in in a few buckets, and that's important for people to know who might be interested in, in taking up this, this opportunity. So I think broadly, my interest, if we zoom out at 30,000 feet, my broad interest is Black education in general. And then as you start to come down from that, there's a few ways that I kind of parse out Black education. One is looking at Black males as a whole and thinking about how black men and boys have been historically constructed over time. I'm thinking about racialized discourse from the 15th century to the present and how that continues to shape their contemporary experiences in education today. Another vein that I'm interested in, in exploring and have published on is this phenomenological experience of black male teachers, particularly those who are, are coaches, so teacher coaches, and Black boys' experiences in predominantly white and private Catholic schools. So what has been their impetus for pursuing those educational contexts relative to the experiences that they actually have when they enter those schooling sites, both in the classroom and in athletics? So those have kind of been presently the, the two research focuses that, that I've had thus far. And so... Uh... Let, let's talk about what you got for this, for people interested in pursuing their their graduate studies. Talk about the opportunity where you are now at Texas A&M. Yeah, so I'm, I'm fortunate in many ways. It's a full circle moment because I'm I'm in a position now where I can do for others what Dr. Leonard Moore and Dr. Lewis Harrison did for me. And that's extend an opportunity to have a, a fully funded doctoral education. Right. And, and you come out debt free on the other side of that to have some phenomenal experiences as well. So in my current role, uh, part of the startup fund package is the ability to recruit and fund a uh, doctoral student. It's fully funded 
guaranteed the first three years, but at AM, there's always opportunities. There's grants, there's fellowships, there's opportunities to serve as a teaching assistant or a research associate on a grant that I have or to teach along with me in an undergraduate or master's level class. So there's an opportunity to have your whole four years essentially finance. That comes with a monthly stipend. Health insurance is included in that. There's stipends included for your books as well. So you'll be fully supported and, and always kind of financially through that package. So that's the opportunity that I have right now. And that's really why we want to use the podcast to amplify that message and really try to recruit a great student. Talk about what if the student, their interest isn't exactly what your interest is. It still OK for them to reach out to you for this opportunity? You don't have to have an exact interest as what I'm currently working on, but there should be some type of alignment, right? So you don't have to be interested in private schools per se, but again, I think at 30,000 feet, we should be flying at the same altitude in the sense that if my broad interest is black education and black males, at a base level, there should be some shared interest in those two areas. If I'm interested in this position, do I have to move to Texas to pursue this opportunity? Yes, this opportunity does require that somebody is in residence because your funding package in many ways is gonna be attached to your service that's gonna occur on campus, working with students in research labs, in the community, or through teaching classes. So you do need to be uh, in residence during this. Now you don't have to live in College Station per se. There's a lot of folks who live in neighboring districts or communities. Some folks live close to Prairie View, which would be about a 40, 45 minute commute. Some people live in some suburbs that are north of Houston that they find appealing, like Cyprus or Katy. And then there are some people who live in downtown Houston and commute up. So there's different opportunities on where you could live, but you do need to be present in the space on campus during the semesters. Real quick, tell us what you're looking for in a student? If I think about the type of student that, that I want to work with, I think about the dispositions, the interests of the other students that I went to UT with, like yourself and the other folks who were a part of either the African-American Male Research Initiative, known as the Hemus West Center now, or Fly the Fearless Leadership Institute that some Black women were, were graduate students in. So somebody who is deeply passionate about working on Black issues, not just from a theoretical or conceptual standpoint, but somebody who actually wants to be engaged with the Black community and somebody who, you know, to be honest, is willing to do the work, right? So doing this doctoral process, it's a tremendous amount of reading. Uh, it's a lot of writing. There's uh, a lot of public speaking involved with this, right? You're traveling to conferences, you're engaging with communities, you're building partnerships. So someone in that sense who's willing to do the work, somebody who's able to think entrepreneurially, as Dr. Clark would say, as an emerging scholar who's you know interested in figuring out ways to take these practices out of the academy and put them into practice and developing entrepreneurial partnerships. So those are some of the main things that I'm looking for in recruiting a candidate. And I just want to say one of the things that, that Daniel and I always talk about is Everyone who came through, well, most of the people, the vast majority of people who came through our network, our academic family, they handle business. 
So almost everyone graduated with multiple publications. We didn't shy away from the work. You don't come in as the best writer. You know, you don't come in with the, the greatest capacity for reading. You will read more books than you've ever read in your life. You'll do more writing than you've ever done in your life. But it's normal for people who are getting their PhDs to do this type of work. And so you got to be willing to overcome maybe some of the anxiety you might have about the volume of reading you have to do and the volume of writing you have to do and really just dig in and get the work done. And so I think for anybody pursuing a PhD, if you're able to just dig in and just do the work, everything at the end of the day will work out. So to Dr. Clark's point about overcoming, you know, anxieties that you may have. One thing to keep in mind at Texas A&M, there is a phenomenal community of Black scholars and Black doctoral students who are doing exactly the things that that I was just describing. Um, So there's an organization called BLUE that stands for Black Leaders in Urban Education. And BLUE was founded by One of my colleagues, Dr. John Williams III, who would likely become somebody who's your advisor. He's also in the Multicultural Urban Education Program with myself. And there's about a dozen Black doc students in the Blue organization. And that's, again, that's another opportunity for someone to find ways to obtain funding. So they have newsletters, they do podcasts, they do community engagement events. There's other opportunities to find a mentorship that's formally structured in the university. That doesn't have to be with somebody that's specifically in our department, right? If you have a particular interest in sports, for example, you may have an opportunity to collaborate with Dr. John Singer, who's in the sport management department. So there's a lot of flexibility. There's a lot of diversity. There's a lot of great Black scholars and doctoral students already at A&M who are doing the work. So if you were to come here, you would kind of find yourself immediately within a space of community. And so, Daniel, just talk to us about the ways that someone who may be interested in this position, how can they reach out to you? How can they communicate with you and get, get, get more information? I think email and Twitter is probably the best ways to reach me. So if this is something you're interested in, you can reach me via email at dthomas3 at tamu.edu, or you can reach me via Twitter at Dr. Daniel Thomas 3 Thank you, Dr. Thomas. I appreciate you joining us for this special episode of the African Americans in Sport pod class. Thank you for joining today's class. If you learned from and like what you heard, please leave a review. Give the class five stars or donate to our Patreon. A link can be found in the show notes.